0: Everybody and welcome to this special episode of the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast. Woo. I am Gabe Ball and I am here with AJ ID. Hello! Today we have two very special guests joining us to talk about the Call of Duty League Launch Weekend event and the new professional Call of Duty team located right here in Minnesota, now known as the Minnesota Rocker. Woo. We are joined today by Chief Operating Officer of Wise Venture Esports and the Minnesota Rocker, Brett Diamond. Hey guys, good to be here. Along with director of content, Ashley Glassell, a.k.a. Midnight.
1: Thanks guys so much for having us. Really excited to talk with you.
0: You might recognize Midnight's voice from her streaming and YouTube channel. You should check that out. Midnight, you are on Twitch, that's correct?
1: Yep, so it's Midnight MidnightMN on Twitch. I, stream, I haven't been streaming as much as I used to, obviously, just with the new gig and everything. But yeah, I love streaming on uh, Twitch. It's, it's always good to kind of touch base with the community every once in a while see how they're going and uh yeah i've been i started streaming in 2013 so it's been a wild ride
0: oh gee yeah i'm sure you guys are both really really busy with the launch weekend coming up how are you guys doing today just on a personal level how are you guys doing
1: it's it's been really good it's been really fun i mean we started preparing for not only the league and the announcing of the league the announcing of our team but you know being able to host the very first event right here with all 12 teams in minnesota it means a lot to us and so you know just keeping that in the back of my mind every day and realizing how awesome this is i've been a lifelong minnesotan so and i've I've 10 years of of call of duty hardcore call of duty gaming so to have these two things combined right in my own backyard where i live and where i've you know i was raised it's it's been really awesome keeping that in the back of my mind very very good mood about that but as far as today just taking it one step at a time everything that we need to do to make sure that the event is a success is going off without a hitch and just keeping the to-do list checked off as we can
2: perfect yeah doing really well it's it's uh, I, I don't know when the podcast drops we got the we're going through the blizzard right now so we just we cut we cut our workday short a little bit people are getting ready to finish the workday from home had a few people from some of the other teams that are coming in town for launch weekend us up and ask if this blizzard's going to last all the way through the <laughs> event, and we told them oh, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. it, it it'll probably <laughs> just be about 24 or 48 hours, and and uh, to to calm down about the snow that we know how to handle it here in Minnesota. <laughs>
3: um,
2: but yeah, it's been a wild ride. You know, incredible opportunity to host the first event of the new league. You know, awesome way to kick off this new team in this new league with the first event, and uh, we're we're excited to to welcome the Call of Duty community. Um, and and everybody else to the Armory uh, in a week from today. We are very,
0: very excited to be there. I know AJ and I will both be there on Saturday to witness the event. We're both really excited. Nice.
3: Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So I just wanted to get a little information, I guess, just for the average fan, for the listener that doesn't watch esports, we kind of want to just give a little info on exactly what esports are and kind of where the Call of Duty League fits into that. This is the first year of the actual professional league, correct?
1: On this scale, yes. So in the like the franchise cities model, this is the first Call of Duty location-based franchising league, yeah.
3: Okay, so could you tell us a little bit more about how the league itself, how many teams there are, this is the first official year of this league, what's the championship called? We don't even know that.
1: <laughs> I believe it's going to be called the Call of Duty League Championship Weekend, uh, I believe. Uh, it's going to be... That, that's way towards the end of the season. And uh, so it's going to kind of like the whole entire season that we're about to go through and then how we're going to open it up here at the Armory in Minneapolis is you're going to have different tournaments happening in these different franchise-based locations. There's going to be a point system that kind of like gears every team and kind of like ranks them based on those wins that they're getting. And that kind of feeds into that Call of Duty League championship weekend.
3: Okay. Does every team come to every event?
1: There's going to be a mix. So it's, I think it's going to be uh, eight teams per every weekend or every uh, home home event that each team has. And it's going to be kind of like a bracket format. You, you kind of know the first opponent that you're going to play. You play in groups. The first two teams to win two games in those groups come out of that into a bracket and then they play. And that's how they get ranked, and that's how the points get distributed every week. And so we've got franchises from from London, we got two LA teams, we got, of course, a Minnesota team, where the the beating heart. Uh, We got Toronto. There's a bunch of different teams in different locations, and so it's going to be really interesting to see how those locations kind of take to the teams, how you know the standings and everything, how the whole season goes. I'm genuinely so excited.
3: That's really cool that it spreads so far internationally. I guess that that was a surprise to me. It, It seems like one of the few professional leagues that's really able to do something like that with the time zone difference and stuff. That's really exciting. Now, I know that with these international teams, I know that the
0: Minnesota Rocker, all of those players on that team are living in Minnesota. And I imagine they're all living here now, training at the facility in Egan right now. Is that true for some of these international teams like Paris or London?
2: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. In our league, every team is is approaching things a little bit differently. You know, we're we've like you said, we we've got our players living here. They moved here a couple of weeks ago. But I would say about half the teams in the league have the players living in the city, and about half don't. So. Mm-hmm you know, some of those international teams that you mentioned, uh, I don't know off the top of my head where I, I, I think I know where all of them are based, but I certainly don't want to say the wrong city, but the teams that don't have the players living in the same city, it's, it'll, it follows the traditional model of esports sports where the players can kind of live wherever they want. Some of those international teams have the players living in one city together in North America to make it easier to scrim against the other teams. But for us, yes. you know, we, yeah, we, we made the decision early on that we wanted all of our players to live in Minnesota. We felt like it was important for them to be able to connect with the fan base that way. You know, I'm I'm in our, our new facility that we built in Egan right now. And, you know, the guys are, you know, they're playing, and scrimming, you know, 50 feet from me. It's the kind of thing where, you know, like maybe the next time we record this podcast, you guys come down to our facility and we've got, uh, you can have some of the players on and, and they're all in one place, right? And and to us that was just important to as you go to the city based model for esports to to connect with a local fan base, we really felt like we had to have the players in the city. And a part of it is, and I mean you guys you guys, you know, are I don't know if you're all from Minnesota originally, but you're here now, right? You know, Minnesotans, you know, sometimes we got a little bit of a chip on our shoulder about the weather and and, <laughs> and be, you know, we, we, we take a lot of pride in being Minnesotans and and I, I don't know that we would have been able to build a fan base here if we if we called ourselves the Minnesota rocker and we had our players living in L.A. or living in, you know, in New York or wherever they're from. So, you know, every team is sure. taking everything, t- every team's doing things a little bit differently. But uh, we, we've got our guys living here and, and they're excited to be here. Now, I know that I was
0: listening to your podcast earlier today and I know that we've got at least one player from London. How are they dealing with the storm that's happening right now?
1: I, I just saw the guys earlier today when I was at the headquarters before I tried to make a dash to get home because, oh, my gosh, is it coming down? But, you know, they're, they're taking to Minnesota life pretty well. We got uh, Asim, who's uh, a Canadian. We got Alex, who's from London. And then the other guys, I think, are from, like, like Maryland, Chicago, Las Vegas. So they're, they're all, like, they've been around. Um, but, yeah, talking to them and kind of seeing their reaction to the snow. I mean, they're grinding right now. And they live pretty close to the facility, so we, you know, we made it pretty easy for them. But yeah, they're they were like, I don't think they know how bad it can get sometimes. Um, so we'll have to see. Uh, maybe we can record their reaction when they get done with scrims tonight.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome to hear. I know that I have always kind of referred to winter as video game season because oh, for sure it's it's kind of hibernating, so you're not mm-hmm. out, you're not you don't feel bad for wasting a nice summer day when you're inside grinding Call of Duty. So it's almost like it's fitting, in in a way, for the activity, I guess.
1: (laughs) It is. And I mean, like I said, I'm from Minnesota my whole life, and I love the change in seasons every year. I love that there's four distinct vibes. And I think you are right. Like, gamer season, like, that's November and December is when a lot of the new games come out. That's when Mm -hmm. the weather gets real cold. You kind of hunker down. You're like, okay, I got my snacks. I got my games. Like, let's go. And so I think the the players are taking to it uh, pretty well, and they've they've adopted some of the lifestyle already. I think they just went ice fishing, uh, I think a oh, week or two ago. So yeah, cool. they <laughs> yep caught their first. Uh, They're catching sunfish. That so was cute.
3: I can't You're even really
0: remember really into it.
3: Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember the last time I went ice fishing.
1: <laughs> it's a rite of passage, right? They got yeah, a, you definitely. Know, yeah they're they're definitely into it we're gonna we're gonna have a make some tater tot hot dish in our kitchen at the UHQ and really really see how they like it because yeah (laughs) I mean that's the thing about Minnesota that that Brett was like hinting at is like we're pretty we're cultured people here you know and so it didn't feel like perfect perfectly right for us to have our guys you know flying from wherever they live and represent Minnesota on their chest when they're not really living here I think it's it makes it easier for us to just, you know, and all the content we want to create. And I think the chemistry of the team, keeping them together is it's a good thing.
3: For sure. Um, you, Brett had right. mentioned earlier that the guys are scrimming, which is short term word for the word scrimmage, which kind of leads me mm-hmm. to my, one of the questions that I wanted to talk to you guys about. For those going into their very first esports event, I guess like me, I mean, I've watched some streams and stuff. So I know a little bit, but What are some terms that people need to know coming into, just for example, I just threw out there like KD, which is one obviously everybody knows, like the kill-death ratio, but what's some lingo that that we should know?
1: Oh man, there's a lot. So yeah, like a scrim, (laughs) or like if I say like, yeah, we're going to scrim Chicago later, you know, that means we're going to practice against them, It's kind of like an exhibition practice mode. I think if you're walking into the event... One term that like always reminds me of Call of Duty is clutch. So let's say it's like search and destroy, which is the round base, like one life, S- hey, one round, S, yeah, S and D. S-, S and D, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, you've been doing your yeah. research that a little yeah. bit, so you're ready. So they play search and destroy or S and D. And let's say, you know, there's this 5v5. So let's say, you know, everyone went down on your team. It's just you. There's two other guys. And you're like, oh man, like I need to clutch up. Or if I were to like kill them, uh, or, uh, you know, illuminate them, go defuse the bomb, whatever has to happen to save my team, that would be like a clutch moment or a clutch play. And so it's kind of like when a big play happens or when like you're, it's kind of like when your back's against the wall and you kind of just like, you know, show off your skill and get it done. That kind of is known as a clutch moment. And then that would be a word that I would say, like if a brand new person who like doesn't really... Follow or understand the excitement and like why the games are so exciting. That is one that I think defines it pretty good.
3: Awesome,
2: perfect. Curious to to hear from you guys. Um, you know, what do you what do you think the vibe is around esports for for people that you know that that are avid video game players but haven't necessarily gotten into the esports scene in the past? I kind
0: of speak to that where it's I I love. Video games. I play a lot of single-player games. And it's really kind of my wife who pushes me to play the multiplayer games. Her favorite game is Call of Duty. You know, it's we get a day one every year. We're playing it constantly. She was a little bit bummed out when we went downstairs earlier today because my kids took over the TV, so we weren't able to play any Modern Warfare. But I know that right after I get off this call, I'm going to go down, I'm going to play a little bit with her. She's way better than I am. Um, but she actually... Is excited about this, and I'm excited about this to have a team in Minnesota, and it's really the first time that I felt like I can relate to competitive esports, simply because we do have a team now that I can root for and I can feel proud of. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it definitely makes sense, and it's really it's interesting to hear you say it that way because we we talk a fair amount about that, you know, just internal in our you know in our group and when we work with our marketing team is how do you know how do we make this team a part of this community and feel accessible to people that you know that are you know that are passionate players of, of any video game whether it's Call of Duty or something else but you know like yourself haven't been into esports in the past and you know that's our hope is that we can you know we can you know, build this team and, and do some cool content and just set it up in a way that people feel comfortable and, and excited about coming to the event and, and watching our content and, and getting to know the players and just being a part of it.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, everything you guys have been doing from a content perspective has really kind of pulled me in and really made me interested in the team. And so many times I think it's just been a little bit intimidating. Um, the, the biggest exposition I've had to esports in the past has been, just flipping through the TV and CSGO is on TBS or something. And I'll sit down and watch some of that, but it's just like, it's just a little bit intimidating. I don't play a lot of CSGO. I don't really know kind of what's happening in these games. Um, This is a little bit intimidating for me to get into, but I can completely see that from another perspective of someone who's never watched, you know, a game of football in their life and then seeing what's happening on the field. So I really do think that from a point of me knowing Call of Duty, loving Call of Duty, as I think a lot of video game players do, or a lot of video game players play these first person shooters and can understand that. um, I think it's a little bit just having the home team there makes it less intimidating for me. And it makes me again, just like I said before, it makes me feel really proud and it makes me feel like this is a team that I can support. They're not just a bunch of people sitting in an office in LA playing. It's, you know, people that are, Right here in Minnesota, training right here in the Twin Cities. That's it's so exciting for me. Cool.
2: Music to our ears. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's great to hear because I mean, just like I've been in this scene for so long and deep, deep, deep in it passionately. That you know, I feel the same way. Kind of, I'm, I'm a homer. I want the home team to win, and so <laughs> I could, I could definitely see how like if you're like, oh, I well, I'd love Call of Duty, buy that every year. Oh, Minnesota has a team, now like of course. And I think Minnesotans just in general, like. We're just passionate sports fans, right? Like we want to support our teams and cheer them on. So, just seems like a perfect opportunity, and I'm really excited uh, for the whole year that we have coming up.
3: Yeah, that's really cool. One of the things that I've noticed about esports in general is just—I'm wondering if maybe you guys could comment on if it's difficult at all to get older viewers, because like I myself, I'm only—I'm only 33 years old, which. At, at my day job, I'm I'm kind of the baby of the office, but in mm-hmm. in the esports world, that'd be like a dinosaur, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm wondering if, if that if that's a problem you guys ever run into, where you're trying to attract like like the 33, 35 somethings versus because like a kid born 10 years ago has grown up with esports like as a thing, whereas yeah, me, yeah. you're trying to like penetrate this shield that is. I guess, uh, no pun intended, but like the NFL and the MLB. And, and those are things that existed when I was born versus, oh, this new thing you're trying to get get into my my view. Yeah,
2: yeah well, I, well, I, I can answer that from the old, from the old guy's perspective. Uh, I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm even older than you. So I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm 38. Um, and it's funny to say, you know, you said you're, you're you're an old guy when it comes to the to the to the gaming community right, um you know, I, you know i I was with the Vikings before I took this position um you know, and I was kind of middle of the pack in terms of age um but you know a little bit on the younger side, certainly there's a you know a lot of staff at, at a traditional sports team you know in their you know in their forties and their fifties right, and then I take this job and I'm instantly the oldest guy in every meeting <laughs> Right. <laughs> You're the elder so, gentleman
3: and Yes. yes. <laughs> so no, I, I
2: will say, I will say our, 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 our head of marketing, Annie and I are about the same age. So we've got kind of that common linkage um, in terms of video games and, and what we grew up playing and that sort of thing. And it's funny. We, um, this, this'll, this all, this, this date me. This is, you guys are probably getting a kick out of this. So um, I, in the, in the nineties, I played a lot of a, a text-based multiplayer RPG um, called Gemstone, okay. which uh, I, I'm curious if any of you guys have heard of it. No, um, I have it, not. It was this. It was literally like you would type in the direction. Like there would there would be this world with all these different rooms, and you would write you know, you would type in go north or attack midnight or <laughs> you know whatever you, whatever action you wanted it to take. Um, that's old school it was it was oh, yeah. it was it was old school um <laughs> and uh and, and annie our head of marketing played that same we we both grew up playing that same game we didn't you know, <laughs> we didn't know each other or anything but uh we discovered that when when we were talking to her about taking on the So it was it was pretty funny but that that's one that definitely uh definitely dates you when you when you grew up playing a, a text-based game which doesn't yeah. seem all that long ago. i'm not i'm you know not all right. that much older than uh At least, uh, you know, at least the 33 year old,
3: I think I played played something similar called mystery mind maze. You go through a maze and then you answered questions to like continue through the maze and that's all it was is continue on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, you know, to to answer your question about, you know, in terms of reaching fans, you know, I mean, obviously there, there's no question that, that younger fans are more, you know, are more likely to, to gravitate towards this, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think for any any anybody that's getting into the esports space, you know, we we obviously want to build a fan base very quickly. Where you know we have an event next week that you know that we want people to come out and see, and we want to you know we there's an old saying uh, when I worked for the NFL and with the Vikings okay, what is you know who's an NFL fan? Well, everybody's an NFL fan everybody's a Vikings fan you don't yeah. you don't want to you know you don't want to cut yourself off like even and even for us, obviously younger people are more likely to be fans of Minnesota rocker, but we don't want to close ourselves off to somebody that doesn't fit that specific type um, mm-hmm. you know but at the same time you know you you also don't look at these things when you're when you're getting into something like this, you're not looking at it as short term so okay, if if there's an older generation that's less likely to be a fan of this sport, of this eSport, well, every passing day, you know, the fan bases of baseball and, and the NHL and basketball and, and the NFL, like those fan bases are slowly getting older and older. And, you know, the average baseball fan, don't quote me on this, I think is, is 65 or something like that. Oh, so, wow. you know, if you're are there more, you know, are there more baseball fans right now than there are? You know, are there more Minnesota Twins fans than there are Minnesota Rocker fans? Of course there are. But I'll take the, the demographic trends and the way those are looking over the course of the next few years. I'll take those sure.
3: for eSports over over some of the other sports any day. It's not looking Absolutely. good for baseball right now. <laughs> They've got a lot of stuff going <laughs> on. Um, yeah, and, you
2: know, we, we, had, we had an event with, uh, with, with Gary Vaynerchuk a couple weeks ago but he made a great point. I saw him make the same point in, in some of his content recently. He made the point that if the five best baseball players in the country, they could walk through Mall of America and nobody would recognize them.
3: Yeah. 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 Now
2: maybe, you know, maybe people would recognize the Twins players, but like if, you know, Mike Trout is the best player in the league, I like guess literally is verbatim what Gary said. If Mike Trout walked into the walked into the room, best player in baseball, you know, Potentially best player of this generation. Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows who he is, and that—that that was Gary's. And I don't know if all your listeners know who Gary is, but you know, that was his point of of how the demographics are, you know, are in are in the favor of not just esports, but several other entertainment things as well.
3: Yeah, definitely. And maybe they should have been aiming their marketing younger. <laughs> Okay, so you guys have talked about the event coming up this weekend, and I was wondering if you could give any tips on just how to watch an event. I guess for me going in, um, am I watching just one player's screen? Am I watching the like all four on one screen at once? Uh, am I watching the best player of the team? I guess uh, maybe you could just answer that and maybe elaborate on just how it will be displayed inside the armory like when we come to, to watch it for me i'm coming on on the saturday of, of the event
1: awesome so there's a whole professional broadcast that's going on at the same time as this right like it, it's obviously you've got you have the in venue atmosphere and that's amazing <laughs> uh so there's going to be i believe they show the broadcast screen and then sometimes depending on the event they'll show the individual player perspectives in kind of like a two by two screen on and each of those screens are above their respective teams that they're showing on that screen um but for just simply watching and then like i mentioned there's kind of the broadcast of what's being like streamed out to the world uh that's also on the screen that everyone's watching like the gameplay on and so to answer your question what they do is they have these talented co- uh, codcasters or you know broadcast announcers that commentate the game as you go they're they're adding color commentary they're adding analysis as they're playing and watching uh, excuse me not playing but watching and casting it and then what you have is you have a, what's called a codcaster in the game with the players so they're like effectively another account in the lobby and there's somebody backstage that takes the controls and so if you have two teams that are about to go head to head for this hard point and try to capture this area of the map You can scroll through and see on the map, like, okay, where is the team positioning? Let's switch to this guy and see what he does. Oh, he got a three-piece. Cool, let's keep watching him. Or, oh, he died. So then we switch to the next person. And we kind of are watching in real time the different perspectives of the players on the team uh, all at once almost. So you're seeing, like, the mini-map where you'll see the kind of the arrows and where the teams are. But then the, you know, the first person perspective that you're seeing is whatever player that they are spectating and watching at that moment. I'm sorry if that was super confusing, but no, I, a, think I definitely I, the easiest way I can explain it.
3: Yeah, I think I, so just to be clear, can you select which camera that you're viewing, like on demand, like if you're watching online? No, so it's no. it's no. like.
1: Similar to like a regular sports game broadcast. Okay. So they're like showing you all the different cameras, you know, maybe we'll have a shot of the announcers and then there's a shot of the stage. So it's like a legit production. You're seeing like, Good, you know, the atmosphere of the event that that's on the broadcast screen. And then as far as like, like I said, watching in the event, you hear the casters. So you basically like the broadcast is playing inside the, in the venue. You've got fans cheering. It adds to it, it adds so much to the atmosphere of being there and being in the moment, you know, you picture it, you picture walking in and, you know, sitting down to watch somebody else sit down and look <laughs> at a screen. And then you're looking at a bigger screen of the screen he's looking at, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a, kind of like an inception moment, but yeah. really you're there and that's, and that's why you go to sports games too, is, is for the atmosphere to cheer for your team. You oh, know? Yeah. We're going to have a, a bunch of cool stuff at the event going on too. So it's not just the game. So, so yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. As far as like how to watch it, the broadcast does a really good job. Of bringing you into it, like here's the premise of the match, here's the history there with the players and everything like that, and then boom, it happens, and they break it down in between, and it's it's pretty easy to watch. But I also am very biased because I've been, you know, in the scene for for ten years, so maybe <laughs> Brett could maybe Brett could add a little bit on to like you know the first time he watched a Call of Duty uh, tournament on stream and how he kind of interpreted it.
2: Yeah, you know, I I, I would say it's it's a little bit like watching any sport for the first time right if if you if you've played the game of call of duty you're going to know it instinctively better than if you haven't okay um, just like if you you know if you, and and you know i would say if you're if you've got somebody that know that has played that has at least played the game or or is familiar um has watched it on a stream you know, watching it with somebody who knows it is obviously easier, right? If you're going to an NFL game for the first time and you've never, you didn't play football, you've never watched football before, it's going to be a little confusing, and you're going you're going to want somebody you'll you'll enjoy a, your first NFL game, your first baseball game, or whatever more if you've got somebody who knows it sitting next to you. But at the same time, what we're what we'll actually have at our event at the Armory. Um, you know, we want we want to give people the chance to, to learn it. So we're, we're taking a little bit of an approach, almost like, you know, it's funny to say this uh, talking to Minnesotans. But I went to an NHL game in um, in Nashville a long time, you know, around the same time that the Nashville Predators were starting out. OK. And, yep. you know, so if you, if you go to if you go to a wild game here, right, they don't really need to explain the rules of hockey.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Right. Like people, people in Minnesota know the rules of hockey. But in, in Nashville, they need to explain the rules,
3: you oh, know, what's wow. off
2: sides, what's a penalty, all those things. So, you know, there's a little bit more explaining that goes into it.
3: How did they do and that? that? Did they have the announcer be like, before the game, like, these are the rules, and then break it down?
2: Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of that. You'd have, you know, if there was a, you know, what's off sides, right? You're not going to see what, you know, nobody needs to explain what, you know, what offsides is <laughs> at a Minnesota Wild game. Right. <laughs> uh, but at a, you know, 20... 20 years ago at a Nashville Predators game uh, when they're just starting out in Nashville. They need to explain that stuff. So, you know, that's one of the things that that we as a new team that we think about a lot that maybe may not have been done before in previous events is we, we know we need to explain a little bit about the game and the game modes and that sort of thing to fans that are that are at the event watching or fans that... Kind of tuning in for the first time, so you know it's stuff that we we plan to do a little bit of that type of content as things go forward. But definitely, we'll have some of that at the event, so that you know, so that people who are there for the first time can kind of you know that they they can figure it out and and uh, and enjoy it. All right, I have no idea how
0: relieving that is to me. (laughs) Just again, (laughs) as somebody hasn't really followed esports, I hasn't really followed the Call of Duty esports. Just hearing that makes me excited to be there more excited to be there and excited then to watch the rest of the league and the rest of that weekend on stream man this is okay this makes me so happy
1: yeah it's gonna be a good time and i mean this this event truly uh you know the matches i know like you guys don't know uh, a ton of the history yet of call of duty uh i'm sure but I think you will because, you know, they're like I said, the broadcast kind of takes you through those things, gives you a little bit of history between the teams. Now they like, yeah, we have a bunch of new teams, but, you know, they're all these same players that have been playing against each other for years and years, and there's a lot of history there. It makes for some uh, pretty fun storylines uh, as well. So the matchups that, that are happening this weekend are really intense. Like the matchmakers did a really great job as far as, uh, you know, who's playing who and the how – how exciting those matches are going to be, what feels like it's on the line because the players have such intricate histories. And I'm excited to hear uh, guys like you, you know, who maybe don't know that yet, but how you kind of experience that and take that in as you're learning and kind of feeling it while you're there.
3: Kind of on that note, who would be the Rockers, the Minnesota Rockers, like rival, Like who's the Packers for the rocker that makes sense like who's Uh, who's their their uh, enemy
1: (laughs) i mean that well that's the most exciting part right is because this is just it's just starting like the history of the minnesota rocker it's it's arriving it's happening okay but you know these things might unravel you know throughout the season so it kind of just depends but i would say you know one that jumps off the page to me is our good old buddies the toronto ultra They are based in Toronto, Canada. They don't seem to own a map because they keep claiming, like, the north or whatever, which is, like, you know, fair play, I guess. But if you (laughs) look at it, like, Minneapolis and St. Paul is higher north technically uh, by at least a degree. So, I mean, (laughs) and then if you go to the top of Minnesota, like, we're more north than Toronto, and that's a fact. So, you know, we're going to be playing them on Sunday uh, night, uh, the battle battle for the north will go down and we'll really kick this thing off and see you know that's if that type of thing gets kind of created as we go
3: oh i love that i hope it does because battle of the north has a good ring to it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it well it, it,
3: it, give us uh, give us your opinion guys we uh,
2: and we may have even tweeted this for if we haven't we're, we're we will soon you know we're we're, we're we what should the we want a rivalry trophy uh with those with with the Toronto team this battle for the north what do you what do you think what should that be
3: oh man
1: <laughs> like I something mean, that we're like if we if we were to win the game we would take the trophy to our HQ until next time you know what i mean like we're trying to think of what that perfect item would be for two snowy uh, located teams
0: recently there's been a gunfight map um winter docks on you know playing gunfight they they added snowballs to that and i wonder if just yeah, like I a like a hand holding a snowball you know what i mean
3: that would be good
1: oh yo <laughs> that's actually a really good suggestion that might be my favorite one that that's i've seen so far yeah that's
3: awesome <laughs> that's pretty that is pretty
1: You're good hard. let's go oh. i'm just kidding that that's a great like a like a frost colored like arm or wrist like reaching up and yeah. a yeah. snowball there that good. would be sick
3: you could do um, antlers, deer antlers or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking of like a big piece of wood with a giant compass on it that's pointed north, but I think you yeah. yeah. way better.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. You like that
1: better? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll have to see what we can whip up here in one week. But yeah, we want to have some type of funny keepsake so that, you know, the winning team kind of holds the, the trophy and keeps control of it, hopefully. Hopefully it's us, so...
3: Right That'd be so much fun <laughs> well um is there any last things that you guys want to tell us about the event like where to buy tickets what what days it is yeah do you want to go run down all that
1: so as far as the event goes it is january twenty fourth through the twenty sixth in Minneapolis at the armory tickets are available now at rockertickets.gg. gg we have tickets you know from from twenty five dollars and up twenty five dollars gets you in the door you can kind of meander around there's i don't know if you guys have ever been to the Armory, but there's a lot of like standing room uh we'll have a couple little loungy places for those people to relax otherwise you can bump your ticket up get a get you know seating and everything like that general admission seating so there's there's a couple different ways to enjoy the event a couple different ticket packages so you know kind of go with your gut on it pick which one you think will uh, have you have you the most happy while you're at the event because that's what it's all about and we're really excited to get this this whole thing started. The whole league's coming, so it's not just the traditional like you know, tournament that's going to be happening throughout the year where there's eight of the 12 teams there at a time. This is all 12 of the teams really kicking this thing off in Minnesota. The matchups, as I mentioned, are, are really good. I know if you haven't dove too deep into Call of Duty Esports yet before, it's it's hard to understand, but this is basically kind of like the, the matches everyone wants to see. And you know, like I said, there's kind of a point system that leads into the whole like bigger picture. So this is still an important event as far as that goes. Like the points that these teams are playing for deeply impacts the seeding for the first tournament, and which could set the tempo for your whole year. So we're really trying to start this thing off with a bang and uh, make it make sure you know Minnesota has a, an amazing time.
3: Awesome. I'm pretty stoked. I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. I took a long, long break. I played Call of Duty 2 and then didn't buy another Call of Duty until, well, I got a couple for Christmas throughout the years, but I didn't get super into them. But this year's brought me back, so the timing could not be better for me personally for all this to go down. Um, While I have you here, I wanted to ask you just about Call of Duty in general. Are you able to still play that and have fun? (laughs) And when you do, oh yes, Um yes. What's your what's your gun that you use or your setup?
1: Oh man, okay. So so I've played Call of Duty since 2008. Call of Duty 4. I've played it avidly. Uh, it's my favorite franchise. Uh, second is Grand Theft Auto, shout out to Grand Theft Auto. But you know, really have loved Call of Duty for 10 years. I was never play. I never played it like a professional level. But as we kind of mentioned at the beginning, there like I was streaming it, so I would be putting in like hours and hours every day of playing this game. Uh, Which you would think I would have eventually got good enough to go, pro, but never did. Uh, But you know, it's all about having a good time and community and everything. And I, you know, obviously, you get you can get burnt out playing the same game over and over and over. But I genuinely love Call of Duty. I get hyped every year when it comes out. I dive deep into it. I was streaming it. Um, But then, you know, When I got this new gig, obviously, haven't had much time trying to plan uh, for content, plan for this amazing event, haven't had much time to play. But I still get on the sticks every once in a while and stream once in a while. And my favorite class setup to use on there is the MP5. That gun is so good. It was good in 2008. It's good now. It's a classic. I love the gunsmith in there. You can kind of pick and choose your attachments and pick your tradeoffs and what you're trying to do uh, with that particular class setup. So. The MP5 is my go-to though, and it, with the 10 millimeter rounds, it's just it's over. It's the it kill. It it eliminates so fast.
3: <laughs> awesome. Do you ever get a chance to go and play anything that's not Call of Duty?
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. So as I kind of mentioned, like Grand Theft Auto is my second favorite franchise. I think this last year I was gaming a ton of Red Dead Redemption 2. I recently nice. just got 100% on that, so I did all. I did it all. I was hunting. It was the, you, whole, the whole deal.
3: Great. Well, that's, maybe, that's maybe, a lot. Maybe, yeah, all right, well yeah, maybe we'll uh be able to talk to you another time about about some other stuff that that's not rocket related. I'm sure that that you get a little burnt out about all call of duty all the time
1: <laughs> that's not true but all right maybe it, not. I'm not just call of duty, you know I love I love other games as well so yeah I'd be I'd be down to come back uh and then you know if you guys see happen to see me at the event, you know don't hesitate you know say hey,
3: oh for sure, yeah, we'll reach out.
0: The one thing I wanted to bring up is the name Rocker. Now, I know this is a Scandinavian word, or it's of Scandinavian origin. Can you guys just, I know what it means. I just want to hear you guys explain it just because it's so
2: freaking cool. (laughs) Can you guys talk about that a little bit? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Rocker, R-O with the slash through it, K-K-R. Is the Old Norse word for twilight, and it comes from, or it's associated with the legends around Ragnarok, which is which is the the end of the world in Norse mythology. Um, and and that word properly written out is Ragnarokr, which literally translates as twilight of the gods. So when when we were when we were thinking about the name for for the team. We bounced around a lot of ideas, but the where we started at, at its at its core was we said we, we don't want a name that could be any other sports team that could make sense as an NBA team or an NFL team or whatever. Um, basically if we felt like it could have been a, a high school mascot, it got crossed off the list right away.
3: Nice. And we you know
2: so we, we started looking looking into some Norse mythology. We didn't really talk about it, but our team is owned by the Will family, who owns the Minnesota Vikings. We're a separate organization, totally separate staff. But we liked the idea of of tying in with with those Norse themes, ties to the Vikings, um, you know, to the heritage of the region. Um, and we, you know, we started to zero in, and we really liked this story around Ragnaroker. and we felt like we could we could really have some fun with that name, and you know what, it it, it sounds kind of cool. So yeah, it sounds super when cool. I hear
0: <laughs> when I hear twilight, I just think of how even that is just a metaphor for the end of the day. Or when I hear that, like twilight of the gods to me, that means like downfall of the gods. or The gods are gods are sunsetting. It's like it also kind of. Yeah,
3: down, I was going to say sunset. It also kind of fits with like the purple theme.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, what What we actually what we say at times, as well, is that it's you know the word isn't doesn't really mean twilight. That's the translation. The word is is the moment, right? It's that it's that last moment as the light fades beyond the horizon, and you get that last flash of color. Um, so it's you know it's something we we feel like we can we can have some fun with from a branding standpoint. Certainly unique. We we wanted to we wanted to come up with a name that we could have some fun with. But also, you know, we didn't want to want to try to. We didn't want to try too hard and, and think that we could recreate some of the iconic names in the esports space. You know, Optic, who obviously, you know, Ashley was was with for a long time. Um, you know, Hundred Thieves. There's these there's these there's a history of awesome names in the esports space. But you have to make it your own, right? You can't just think that stuff up by magic. Right. I just I just love it. I mean, looking at comparing like.
0: Yeah, ultra. Yeah, that's a cool word. Subliners. That's a cool word. Huntsman. That's a cool word. But like, rocker. Like, oh,
3: it's so cool. <laughs> Just flows.
1: Yeah, I, I love that it kind of means more too. Like when you kind of do understand the deeper meaning, you're like, oh, that makes total sense. But of course, you know, the first, you know, some of the first reactions like rocker. Well, how do you even say that? You know, so it's it's really cool to see people take a genuine interest in it, and especially once they know, it seems like people really love telling people oh yeah if someone says what does that mean people are like oh dude you don't know you know everyone kind of likes having a, a little leg up so i think For that's sure. pretty cool too
3: it's almost like you're part of the club that gets to know or something that's that's as genius cool.
1: yeah yeah we, and we thought it was really special like like brett said come to the region and everything the whole history and, and we're just really excited about you know the branding too like the i don't know if you guys have like cakes. Uh, a really long look at our logo, but you know, the blue on this one side of the face and one of the eyes is blue. It's just really badass. And it's got kind of that, like, you know, that goes to darkness, you know, that, like you mentioned, like the sun setting, like when everything goes dark, it's intense, right? So that, mm-hmm. that kind of, I feel the intensity when I look at the logo even still.
0: <laughs> For sure. Everything about this is so cool. I'm so
1: excited. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm super stoked to hopefully run into you guys uh, at the event next weekend. and. Show you guys really what Call of Duty Esports is all about. Show you what Minnesota Esports is all about. And we're just stoked to tell us the event.
0: Absolutely. We'll be there. when We we are so excited. I want to thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been a special Call of Duty rocker-filled episode. We cannot thank you enough, our guests, for coming on and talking with us today. If you would like to get your verse word on our show, you can reach us at Mn Gamers Podcast on Twitter. If you think tweeting is for the birds, well, you can come reach us at MN at gmail.com. Right. If people are looking to contact you on those internets, where are the best places to find you? On
2: Twitter, I'm at Diamond underscore soda. So it's D-I-A-M-O-N-D underscore S O T A. Perfect.
0: And Midnight, where can folks find you on the interwebs?
1: You can find me a couple places. So, Midnight MN is the Twitter, same as my Twitch. Twitter, YouTube is Midnight, M I D N I T E. Had to be special with it. And then <laughs> I'm always on the Rocker account too. We're posting a lot of content through Rocker. So, it's at R O K K R. Follow us on Twitter you can find us on facebook youtube any any major platform you'll be able to find us minnesota rocker we're putting a big focus on content and really helping people get connected if they you know if they don't know what esports is or you know they want to learn but they're not sure you know we're gonna try to provide that content and also provide you that access to our players through the content that you won't be able to get anywhere else so rocker and midnight Men.
2: So if you're that- coming out to the event you know, anyone that wants to connect there, drop us a note either Ashley or I directly, or or the team handle, and and uh, we'd love to we'd love to connect at the Armory. So anyone that's uh, you know anyone that's looking for that to, if any of you guys are looking for that tutorial that you mentioned uh, of watching the game, just drop us a comment at the Rocker handle, and and we'll we'll catch up. Perfect.
0: Uh, My name is Gabe Fall. You can find me at Gabe Fall pretty much everywhere. Go ahead, give me a follow, add me on Xbox or PSN, whatever you want to do. Last and probably not least, AJ, where can people find you?
3: (laughs) You can find me at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D-E. Give me a follow.
0: All right. This has been the Minnesota Rocker and Call of Duty League launch event special episode of the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope to see you at the big event the weekend of January 24th through the 26th in Minneapolis at the Armory. Thank you for listening, happy gaming, and go Rocker! Woo!